Now we go. Your systems are offline. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib-jab. Jib-jab, jib-jab, jib-jab. Pat and AJ. I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. It's episode 20. Look at that. We're in the twos. Episode 20. Gosh. That's uh, five weeks of podcasts. And people are listening. I hope you're listening, right? Well, obviously you're listening. I don't think anybody listened last week because nobody seems to know that we're not moving to Hawaii and moving to Arizona. They oh. all act like I'm telling them something new. So Come nobody on. listened. Come on. I'm not going to tell you again, damn it. <laughs> Welcome to episode 20, Pat and AJ podcast. Pat and AJ both together here now in the uh, daylight. Uh, is this uh, this is standard, right? Now we're into standard or is, or is this savings? I always forget. It's not savings, it's saving. It's just weird because once again now I have None to, of it matters. I have to guess what time of the day it is because I can't tell by. It's just it's always sunny. In Philadelphia. So uh, welcome on in. Thanks for being here. That was weird seeing whoever's hosting Jeopardy. You host Jeopardy, upstairs. isn't it? Who's who's hosting this Katie week? Kirk. Yes, you know what? She started hosting last week, and my mom and I, and I. This could just be because we're we're women, but my mom and I both said that uh, it was nice having a woman host because she's very like warm and motherly to the contestants. Like she cheers for them and stuff. Tre- I mean, Trebek was intimidating. Yeah, he's a scary dude. Until, like, the end when, like, you started to figure out, like, he was in on it and he was softer. But in oh, the beginning, yeah. I always remember, like, I'm like, that's the quiz master. That's- I was always scared of guys with mustaches growing up anyway, so he <laughs> freaked me out a little bit. They were standard for a long time. Kind of how, uh, like, beards are standard now. Yeah, those big old thick Like, t- everyone? The um, the uh, Tom Selleck stash, that was a big deal Like, for I am very well aware that right now, this full beard that I sport and that... Most of my male friends, if they can sport, I have no doubt that we are in what is now going to be looked back upon, either fondly or unfondly in photos, much like as we were looking through AJ's family photos, we saw a picture of her Uncle Blaine in the flyest polyester leisure suit. Powder known blue. Known to man. Powder blue. He was dripping. Dripping. And he had the Tom Selleck stash. And that was that was nineteen eighty one. You know, they 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 all got a little hoot out of it going, Ooh, look at Uncle Blaine in this. I think we're in an era like that right now. We're gonna look back and go, look at all these mountain men. Everybody from every no matter where you were from, you tried, you got the beard, and not just the beard, you got the big one, the long ones. It, I mean it's crazy. It's not the wonder years, it's the beard years. So I know. One day I'm gonna have to shave and catch up on you know styles. Hey, speaking of, I'm happy that Doc Martens are back in style. I you're the only person I've hear, heard say that so far. <laughs> can I tell you, I was excited because I could never afford Doc Martens when they originally hit back in the '90s, right? And I was, I mean, I'm 42, so that was when the grunge thing hit. I was 13, so I was prime for it. And I couldn't afford the official Doc Martens. I had, like, knockoff boots, right? I had, like, the Walmart yeah. boots 
That kind of looked like Doc Martens, but not really. But they weren't because they, they didn't weren't. have the same stitching. And the they, stitching was huge. And they obviously didn't say on the back Doc Martin. Now, I remember. This is what happens. This is why like guys grow up and they buy their childhood toys again on, on eBay. When I moved to Seattle and I was making a lot of money for the first and only time in my life, <laughs> I saw this store that was a Doc Martin outlet. And I wanted so bad oh, to go in. Why and didn't you buy a pair? Because I could. Because I was just I had a bank it's, account. It's an like outlet, that. no less. I mean, you, outlet. The word outlet makes you feel less guilty for shopping there. But it was two thousand seven, and you're like, I don't know. If it, see, that's the thing. I had Doc no Martins, idea if they were in style. Doc Martens for guys, I think, never went out of style. Girls, on the other hand, eh. I'm not going to be wearing my uh, big old, what are they called? They they had a girl's name to them. The, the big sh- leather shoes I wore in my f- senior year of high school that I worked all summer to afford. I definitely saw in my travels around um, airports and states over the past uh, six weeks that the Doc Martens are back and uh, leather pants Oh God! for women, for women. Those are back. But it just made me happy that the docs are back as I said, hey, maybe now's my chance to buy them because I didn't in Seattle. Even though I had the money, I didn't because I said, eh, I don't know. I don't want to buy them just to buy them. There is a picture of me from my first day of 12th grade. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, I'm wearing, I think it's like an Abercrombie and Fitch shirt. Yeah. One of the only ones that fit me. Trust me, I did not fit into all their clothes there even when I was 18 years oh. old. That place was not meant for tall girls like me. That was meant for short, skinny people. End of story. I was lucky that I was just early enough into my 20s where that stuff was more high schooly and oh. college where I didn't get wrapped up into it. It but was so stupid. I remember the lore of the stores. The stores were the big thing because oh. they were dark. And they smelled like and, yeah. men's cologne. And it was like really loud. Oh, didn't they have like shirtless models sometimes? I don't remember. I didn't go in there shopping very much. And this was before online shopping. So if you wanted to go shopping, you had to physically go to okay. a store. But I hated going there because I had friends that worked there. And I remember them telling me that they were told not to greet people who didn't look like they yeah, shopped there. Yeah. And I'll tell you who didn't get greeted when yeah. they walked in the door. That would be me. Oh. But there is a... Uh, uh, there's a picture of me from my first day of 12th grade wearing my brand new Doc Martens. I was so proud to debut them on the first day because I had had a job all summer. Look at you. And I bought my first pair with my own money. And I was wearing an Abercrombie and Fitch shirt and um, American Eagle khakis. And the worst part about it is Man. that I'm so tall, I had to take the hems out of my khakis to make them longer. And in the picture, they're still not long yeah. enough. They're still <laughs> they're still hovering right above my Doc Martens. I'm like, what the hell? Like, but it's okay. I just don't think I'll be sporting the Doc Martens. That Martins. is like the suburbs come to life, what you just described. Like you if know what you could thing, make a suburban mall come to life. You know what the thing was? That's is that it. I went to a very suburban high school. When that we, is a look. When we didn't live in a very suburban area. Gotcha. So I was trying to play catch up with all the rich kids. All Every single grade I was trying to play catch up with the rich kids who all had Doc Martens and Birkenstocks. And their entire outfit was from Abercrombie and Fitch. I was, if I could get one piece of, of clothing or a pair of shoes that matched that, like I wore the hell out of it. Because I was trying to catch up to all the rich kids. I'm a hashtag blessed that I came up of age with fashion. In the 90s, literally in 1990, I turned 12, which for guys is probably generally like a good marker for like when you might give a shit about, I want this kind of a shirt or these kind of gym shoes. Yeah. 
And it was a good time to get into fashion because we were out of the 80s and it was funky. And then before it got too funky, it got grungy. It got grungy, yeah. And then after it got grungy, it got clubby and cool towards the end. We all remember those blonde highlights. God, yes, I had them. Yes, you did. Oh, I had them. And then we got into the 2000s where things just kind of settled down. I do remember my first very 2000s hair dye job. It was not me, but um, I went and actually paid to get my hair done instead of doing it myself. And I looked like a zebra. Oh, yeah. I remember those. And that was in style. The old Kelly Clarkson, like fat chunks. Yes, it was was brown and white blonde. Brown, white blonde. And I worked in a store at the time at the mall that had a huge mirror behind the cash register. Yeah. And every time I walked by, I was like, that's weird. That's not me. So I went and had it fixed. Even though it was in style, I could not handle it. Speaking of things that you regret, um, we're going to talk about that. Wild, wacky things you've done at work. And can anyone top a Michigan hospital? That's all happening. This podcast. Also, the good news. Hold on. The Good News with Pat and AJ. All right, folks. The Good News is brought to you by me because (laughs) AJ is too hungover from her first dose of the Moderna COVID-19 vaccination. This was such a delayed reaction. I was fine Tuesday. I was fine (laughs) Wednesday. Tuesday, I was a little tired. That's okay. But today, I mean, I've slept all but I think four hours today. I'm so tired. Listen, lady, you're tough. You're tough. It'd be good. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying I'm tired, you know? Should be fine. But, I, but I, be I, fine. I, no offense, I don't care about the good news today, so uh, go for it, Pat. The good news is taking us to Pennsylvania. Um, you know, normally this happens around Christmas time, okay? It's uh, taking care of your delivery drivers. Yeah. And let's be honest, that gig, not only over the past 10 years, has changed. Because just over the last, <laughs> yeah, the last just, 10 years and then the last year. Year. Exactly. Holy you, hell. You already had, you know, kind of a industry that was booming, and then you go pandemic, and now you're like an essential worker yeah. and people. I mean, it is. I a, don't know about you, but oof. when I catch the delivery person walking up to our front door, like I freak them out by opening the window and being like, thank you. I thank them every yeah, single time. I freaking so appreciate what they do. Uh, well, the folks in Dauphin, Pennsylvania, they're probably thanking their driver a little bit better than us, but that's okay. This is a rural town. Now, they literally describe it as one of those you blink you miss it it's got one stoplight and in those rural towns i'll be honest their delivery service whether it's ups or the mail is very important for medication for goods for groceries um and that's why they love their local ups driver his name is chad turns and they said he's one of those guys that is their town driver and they know that he's essential and they know that during this covid year and it's been one one year that he's been their lifeline yeah. to getting the goods. No matter what, through the weather, through the pandemic, Chad made it happen. And they said, you know, we only really kind of recognize him during Christmas. Well, and that's what they always say about like food banks and stuff. You know, they they only get donations around holidays. The rest of the year, nothing happens. So that's why the town of 800 decided to get together and present the man Chad with a check for $1,000 along with a bunch of handmade cards thanking him for being a essential worker and always going the extra mile uh, when delivering their packages. And they even had to work with one of his co-workers to make it happen. Apparently, um, his co-worker 
came up with a fictional end of day pickup that he had to go get. <laughs> so they could give him his and check. yes, and and when he went there, that the whole town was there, and they had balloons and signs Aww. and a big check and a, 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 and a little check too, because the big one's nice, but it, you can't cash. You can't it. take that. To the it's bank. very it's hard. It's for pictures. But they wanted to let him know that this was just a thank you, Aww. Chad moment because of uh, how important they think he is to their That's, town. You know, there's so. a lot to be said about being in a small town like that because yeah. I got to know um, one of our FedEx drivers a couple of years ago and a lot of it is because they figured out that we were on the radio and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm delivering to Pat and AJ's house. But I got to know one of them named Angie and she is the coolest chick and we're friends on Facebook and like you just don't get to know your delivery people in a bigger urban area. So when you do, like, you're like, oh my gosh, like, I know my delivery person. I did find it a little quaint when I was staying in Tucson for a couple days. I was in downtown Tucson, right by the University of Arizona. Beautiful campus area, downtown urban. But they do have the old school mailman pushing the mail cart down the block. And hey, he had his mask on. It's kind of updated now. He has his AirPods in. He's jamming out to music. <laughs> but I'm like, that's cool stuff, man. Yeah, you so. just don't see that in bigger urban area. So I love that a little small town got together and did this. So Chad wants you to know that you're essential all times of the year, not just Christmas and not just during pandemics either. They appreciate you. The good news, if you like it, you want to read it, you want to share it, it's always up at Pat and AJ. You guys make me feel good. Spread the good news now at patandaj.com. AJ's now giving melatonin to our cats. <laughs> don't even start with me. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. You don't even know the little tantrums they threw when you left. So let's go ahead and talk about that, folks. Uh, when we last left our cats... Uh, I they thought were the reason we can't move to Hawaii. They're <laughs> one of them. They least. are holding up our move to paradise. No. So AJ, obviously the whole time I'm gone, I was in Hawaii for four weeks in Arizona for two weeks. Now I'm back here in Michigan. And I kid you not. I dropped him off at the airport mm-hmm. uh, at Detroit um, on February 1st. And I came home without him. And our one, our, our hybrid cat, the one that's preventing us from moving to Hawaii yes. looked at me and sprayed all over the go. wall. Take that. He's fixed. He was Take pissed. That. And then, I mean, they were both just acting crazy. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'm, I'm sure, you know, because we got snowed in for a few weeks. Then Listen, they got spring fever. I just celebrated three years of burying my mother. If it was one thing I always loved, it was when my mother would call me <laughs> and complain about her cats, <laughs> who were my cats. That's why she was complaining, because they used to be yours, so she's blaming it on you. And that they would come into the bedroom and wake her up in the morning and how much it annoyed her. And I would tell her, Mom, cats cannot possibly run your life that much. Little did I know she would come back to haunt me with those same words, because my wife now, as I'm gone, was telling me on the phone every single night how much the cats were bothering her, waking her up in the morning. Waking her up in the middle of the night. It wasn't just the morning. I can deal with the morning. But, man, I mean, we're talking multiple times a night. We're talking. I mean, I know they're... Like, like, what do you mean waking? Like, so so give it a... All right. I just want to know, one, when did you start giving them the melatonin? Um, I should look at my Amazon. (laughs) Well, so... So the cats were driving me nuts. And again, it was yes. just it was just timing. We were getting snowed in and our cats like I to go know. outside. So they were going nuts inside. Pat's gone, so their routine is thrown off. Yeah. And then the weather improved and they started to get spring fever and acting equally as crazy. So they were like jumping on me. Uh one was humping me in the middle of the night. The other one, 
He would meow. I mean, and you know how he does it. He, I can feel him. He walks up my body. <laughs> and he, he lays down on my shoulder. And one of two things happens. He either goes to sleep or he screams in my ear. And all that happened was he was screaming in my ear. And I mean, I was pushed, like catapulting off him, pun intended. But he was, I was just like, I was stressed out too. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, I was getting used to a new schedule. My husband's in Hawaii for six weeks. I'm trying to kind of figure shit out. I don't need this. I don't need this shit. So, I, well, we did have, we did have pet CBD oil, which we got. We got I just like that. It's not the first thing no. you've used. You're like, hold on. Don't worry. I've tried multiple other things too. We, we bought, uh, we went to a dispensary here in the Flint area and they have pet CBD oil. And I they said, do. cool, I'd rather buy it from a, you know, a dispensary than a family video or a gas station. Yeah. Which are all out of business, by the way. Because they were selling fake CBD oil. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, they... They sold it to me, and I've been using it for our dog because she she's just up all night. I think it's partially because of okay. the cats because they're nocturnal. So, so you're I saying used it for the dog, and then I dosing said, the dog with CBD. Yeah, I I put two drops on her treat before bed. Okay. It calms her down. Okay. She's also an older dog in a lot of pain. So, okay. but I said, hey, if that works for the dog, maybe it'll work for the cats. So I put two drops in their wet food at night. I hope it had the different. I hope it had the opposite effect. I hope it was because cats' neurons are so opposite than ours. I hope it was like the equivalent of them taking like a one gram dab of some ninety percent like wax. Um, okay, that's what I hope. I, can I hope they looked at you with like just cuckoo eyes. I can pretty comfortably tell you, uh, it didn't affect them because they didn't eat the fucking food. Yeah, they said take that. <laughs> they smelled it from yeah. a mile away. So like, I'm like, all right, that's yeah. not going to work. I tried it the next night. I tried mixing it in a little better, and they still wouldn't touch it. I said, okay, screw this. So I go online. And I'm on Amazon looking for stuff. I'm looking for, you know, reading reviews. Do you Google how to get cats to sleep? Yeah. <laughs> it's not even sleep. It's just like, listen, you're you're nocturnal. That's fine. You know, party on, Wayne. Party on, Garth. Just not in my bedroom at I night. I can't wait till she gets to the muzzle option. <laughs> I don't think they make muzzles for cats. Um, but I started looking online. I was reading reviews, and a lot of them were shitty reviews for stuff. And I said, "Man, you know, because they're cats. This is just this is what they're known for. Yeah, Be- they're cats. They're assholes. they're assholes. I mean, famously, they, they, they feed off that. Yeah. So I bought this stuff. It's from a company that our I buy joint chews from for our older dog. Okay, which have helped wonders. I mean, she doesn't limp anymore. She's okay. not in pain. Um, it said like, um, call me Listen with to all these medications that she gives our animals. CD drops at night for this one. Chews for joint this chews for like this one. This is all CBD stuff. It's all natural. She's so open up our dog. I was a little upset when I opened up the package and it was like an ice cream cup. I'm like, that's it. Yeah. That's all you're giving me. Yeah. I'm out of it now, but it, it lasted a solid month. So now I crumble it up and put it in their food and they, <laughs> they wolf it. They love it. And you know what they don't do? What? Wake me up in the middle of the night for Are no you, damn reason. Do they really go to sleep? Do the cat? So you're telling me this is cat melatonin? I don't know if is it, it pet pet melatonin or cat it's, melatonin. It's, well, it I think it's just for cats. Okay, because it comes in a much smaller package. If it was for dogs, but I know they make them. You can get them for like you know. Because I feel like you have to specifically design it for cats. Well, like dogs are dumb. Like so, like 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 you give put put anything in peanut butter from a pill to yeah. your penis, and a dog will wow. go all in on. Have it, you okay? tried that? Listen. <laughs> Oh, God. No, uh, what I found in my research is that a lot of CBD oils are just for pets as like an umbrella. 
but these chews, these all natural chews, are either cats or dogs. Okay. So, so the, specifically formulated for felines. Yeah, the dog, she has her joint chews, and next to the joint chews are the calming with melatonin for the cats at night. Why? Are, you know why? I caught her doing this last night, and I, and I look, because now, like, next to <laughs> the fridge is this just array of little chews and pills and drops. It's all natural. And <laughs> you sound like your mom with that shit. Shut up. Your mom takes 90 supplements a day. It's all natural. It looks like you're cr- I'm not like she's my crushing cat Ambien. We <laughs> have given a cat Ambien before though. No, we've though. given a cat Xanax. Was it Xanax? It was Xanax. See, so But that was at the uh, request of the doctor. He was 20 The doctor years prescribed old, him. And Xanax. he had kitty dementia. And he would walk around the house and meow all night. And the doc, the vet said. He would, he would bark at the wall. Yeah. Remember, he'd just yes. walk up on a wall and be like, meow. Oh, my poor baby. My poor whiskers. I love that cat. Um, but yeah, the vet Best was like, ever. you know, you can, he's probably hallucinating at night. He has dementia. <laughs> probably I mean, he was on death's door the entire time we had him. But we gave him Xanax and he would sleep. And remember when, the, when he stopped? When it stopped working, we're like, okay, now we oh, know no. he's almost dead because the Xanax isn't working anymore. But no, this is all natural stuff. It ain't hurting. Now he's that. a Xanax. At, now now he's a lean rapper. Oh, <laughs> he's taking show so much Xanax. The cat got a face tattoo, and his name is now Little Sad Boy. <laughs> My name is Zanban. And his uh, EP drops on SoundCloud this, this, this Tuesday. So, I, I mean, I just didn't know. All of a sudden now there's like all these, uh, I mean, I didn't know you're doping the cats yeah. to get them to sleep at night. Yeah. Uh, I, I had no idea. This is all, what are you going to do when I leave again, man? I'm sorry. Should I, I will take them with me? No. Well, Let me take the cats with me? I mean, they do need to get acclimated to the new house. I could take them with me if you want. It wouldn't be a terrible idea you can do you know what that's a great idea you take them there you go you take them to arizona no problem you bring them into the new house and you deal with it because i don't feel like it chalk this up to just more shit that my (laughs) grandparents would roll in their grave all right this next portion of my show is about how much i think cats are selfish pieces of shit (laughs) they are shitty shitty animals They don't care about anyone. They don't care about anybody. So, I mean, would you, could you, since you got shot one of the vaccine over there, lady. That's a cowbell. That's a very lazy cowbell because I am so So, tired. She is. (laughs) Is it? This is. This is. <laughs> there, that's too much effort. Um, so I can see I could sleep for a week. Seriously. You have uh, one shot down, second one coming up. In I have April, a, yeah. I have a feeling before ahead of schedule. I'll I'll. I mean, I'm 42, so I'm gonna have to wait till they open it to 40 plus. Um, they're dropping it now quickly all all around states. It's going like 55, yeah. 50. Oh, I'm seeing so many people get vaccinated. So with that happening, the surge is coming with returning to normal or some sense of normal. And at least in our lives, one big sense of normal are concerts and specifically music festivals. AJ is a festival fan. I'm a I festival am. fan. And, I go to, I, and, and let me tell you, by the way, I have like crippling anxiety in crowds. So when I say that I love music festivals, there's something to it. Trust me. It's not what I you was going to say. Is. That is weird because, yeah. like That's if, why I didn't want to go to Bonnaroo the first time with yeah. you. I'm like, that is so not my scene. I don't want to be around that many people and blah, blah, blah. And you were like, no, trust me. It is. 
It is its own little world. It's just loving and a cool environment. And it is. And I don't feel anxious at Bonnaroo. I don't feel self-conscious. Like, I can't say that for all music festivals. But there's something to be said for it that I I miss music festivals. Yeah, Bonnaroo changed my life. And then I turned you on to Rue. And my then, heart hurts that I've missed it. Then me and you just kind of fell down the rabbit hole of festivals, which really is just kind of a reincarnation of... You know, the old 90s rave scene, and we've done it before, and now it's just, it's huge. I don't want to see music festivals pull the trigger too early. I don't, because that concerns me, because I've been to them. I've been to some of the biggest ones. I know you are asses to elbows with people. So, 2020, obviously, was a wash. Nothing happened. Yeah. All right? And it's okay. And, And I think by that, I mean, I think one. Something in February in Florida went off, and then after that, it was like, everything got shut down. So now, with the vaccine rolling out, you're starting to just hear the new guidelines about what can vaccinated people do. What are the new guidelines? We're learning about whether or not, like, AJ can carry the virus and bring it in right now to me, which is the answer, by the way, from what the research is showing is no. Yeah. Once you're once you're vaccinated, once you're vaccinated, even first shot, yeah. you apparently aren't even transmitting anymore. So we don't even have to worry about you bringing it anywhere. So with that being out there, I'm seeing the push for the return to normal, and the first sign in our world are the music festivals, Electric Daisy Carnival, which AJ is so excited to go to. Not this year, but <laughs> not this year, but someday. See, that's the biggest thing about moving. To Arizona, AJ's most excited because it opens us up to a whole new geographical range of festivals. And entirely, it's a whole new (laughs) world. Um, And that does not mean Coachella. but Nope, not um, everything but Coachella. (laughs) uh, EDC, Electric Days of Carnival, happens in Las Vegas. Now, it is an outdoor festival. It is at a racetrack. They're pretty much all outdoor festivals. Uh, It is traditionally one of the earlier festivals because it's outdoors. It's in Las Vegas. You can't have it during the summer. People will die. Way too hot. But So it's a sundown to sunup kind of thing. They announce, I believe, that their dates are a go for this upcoming May. Zoinks now May. I do not know Shit. the I do not know the specifics. I say there ha- this can't just be you know normal as uh, any other day. There's got to be something to it. All right, so it's scheduled for May, and the founder said if for any reason it can't be a safe show, they have backup dates already planned. That's good. May May I think is. Um, Ooh, that's a little that's a little premature, but you know, to now, each his own. It's a little bit easier with electronic artists because it's kind of a plug and play thing. Yeah, it's one person. I mean, of course, they some of them have a team with them, which they're, they're probably not going to travel with now. Exactly. So it's I think easier to get artists because that's the other thing. If you want to throw a festival, who's playing? Who are your headliners? Do you know how hard it is to put to, to put together a three day yeah. lineup of people from sun up to sundown with? Ones that will make you want to buy a ticket, make you want to travel, make you want to enjoy yourself. That's hard shit. And right now, who's going to risk like going out and putting on a show? I don't know. I'm vaccinated, but I still, I mean, it's just not something I just don't, wouldn't feel comfortable with it yet. And I don't, I don't, if if that's because of the virus or if that's because we've just been shut in for a year. I don't know, but I still, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't go to anything this year, but that's just me. Um, Coachella has officially pushed their dates to 2022, 
which means they will get, we all believe, the very first at-bat when it comes to the truly relaunched festival yeah, season. because music festival fans um, all know that Coachella is usually the festival that That's determines it. the rest of them. And, and, and it's it, because it's the first, like, usually the first one of the year. Was that, It's April, isn't it? April. I mean, it's California. It's two weekends. So whatever artists show up at Coachella, they always say, well, they're going to show up at all the other festivals. I mean, Coachella, as much as I hate everything that they stand for. <laughs> having <laughs> having never gone, by the having way. Having never gone. Just ever- because we're snobby Bonnaruvians and we have yeah. to believe that we're better than every other festival. I don't believe that anybody walks around Coachella without their nose sticking up. But so, I, they do determine like the rest of the year. So I'm I'm glad that they're especially in California. California's yeah. had a million issues with COVID. So Coachella pushes Bonnaroo has. What the hell is Bonnaroo doing? Bonnaroo has announced a concert on the farm series, which now you have to say first they do have an actual date for the festival this year. There is a tentative date, but that's it. It's in September. That, I mean, that's it. Well, yeah. <laughs> Nobody's signing on. Um, do you know what I think this is? And I say this as a diehard Bonnaroo fan that will go every year till I can't physically do it anymore. I think this is. They're preempt for the festival. Like, I, I think they want to see who will buy tickets, who's interested. They've got the artists. They haven't, have they announced anything for the artists in September? Is it just the same ones last year? I mean, look it up. So the concert series, that's like something that they've wanted to do, the founders of Bonnaroo, for a long time. Well, and that's the thing about Bonnaroo is that's the only thing they use the grounds for. It's not like the this entire however many acre farm is used for anything else during the year. So they've always said, why don't they do more? They can make more money. They can have more festivals. So this is the first time they've ventured. Well, no, second time. Didn't they do the rock the they, yeah, but but that was like a festival. That These are festival, like literal yeah. one night, yeah. come to a show. This would be the equivalent to like we live now in Flint, Michigan, and um, DTE, a.k.a. Pine Knob, is our outdoor concert venue. So they're essentially using Bonnaroo, the grounds, yeah. the, grounds the farm, as a one-night concert venue. Now, they're socially distant shows. They're not full-blown it's like GA. It's isn't it? It's pods of four people, so it's not that festival experience, especially at Bonnaroo on that main stage with that main field. It is not the traditional asses-to-elbows, where-am-I-gonna-breathe kind of Bonnaroo experience, You know, which I, I know AJ's not a fan of. She's about to go off right now on how much she hates the, you know, what stage when it's like no, that that's crowded. that's not at but. all what I was gonna say, and how dare you, damn it. Um, what I was gonna say is... Big props to the Flaming Lips, who I am a huge fan of. Oh, yeah. I love the Flaming Lips. I love Wayne Coyne. I think they're great and quirky and awesome. They have been doing this thing in the bubbles way before COVID happened. So they've been having, because I follow Wayne Coyne on Instagram, they've done a few shows where you come inside a, a building, a venue, because he's in Oklahoma City, so it's not like the weather is great all year round. You can go inside an indoor venue. He's singing in a bubble. The other band members are in literal bubbles. And you are in a bubble with, like, I think one or two other people. And, like, I saw how it works. Like, they have little fans inside. You have signs you can hold up if you need to go to the bathroom. (laughs) And and the only time you leave the bubble is when you are, like, at the door of the venue. 
So just watching them do this, I'm like, God, they've been be on amazing. this for you. Oh, it's, I just think it'd be so much fun anyways, but they've been on this for a while. I don't think that's what Bonnaroo's doing. So I, no, no, no. I, you in a bubble. No, it's just a pod. And it's, so they're, they're getting uh, Billy Strings, uh, Bluegrass, fresh off a Grammy win for Bluegrass album of the year. Billy Strings, uh, John Party, who's a mainstream country artist. And then, uh, three nights of the Abbott brothers, who is arguably up. That's the Bonnaroo. Uh, crowd, I would say, and I'm wondering um, just what it'll be like. So the dates for an actual Bonnaroo, as of September 28th, 2020, that is the last official update. So mind you that. It's been a long time, guys. That's the last time they've officially (laughs) said anything. They said that Bonnaroo will now take place on September 2nd through 5th, 2021. Is that Labor Day weekend? I would assume so, yeah. Information on lineup camping and accommodations available at a later date. I personally don't think it's going to happen. I don't think... You don't actually want to go to one of these little concerts, do you? You know, no. Yeah, no. You know it's... It, no. Because... It, it, you'll be disappointed. You know, you'll yes, be disappointed. Yes, so don't even try. Is it like as appealing as it is, and just because I've been so starved for entertainment... So we all have, yeah. Like, if I was fully vaccinated, which there's a decent chance, I think, the Avid Brothers shows, because those are the only ones that I'd be interested what in. What months are these? You haven't mentioned it uh, yet. I was, I was going to say June. June, I will, okay. Well, at least the Avids are. I think. I the mean, other, there's a very good the chance you could be fully May. vaccinated by June. But I, I'll be fully vaccinated by June, and I don't want to go. So I thought about that. I said, if I was vaccinated, do I want to go? Do I want to get a pod of four people? No. And I said, you know... It's going to end up being just a concert. Which These are not once-in-a-lifetime artists. I'm sorry to say that, but this is not like, you know. Well, like, I've seen the Avid Brothers so many times, well, and I know I'll, I will see them more yeah, times in my life. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. This isn't like, you know, Paul McCartney's last tour date forever. You yeah. know, that's not. This, you can see these shows at any other time. Yeah, so it's yeah, not yeah. like, I feel like they're trying it out. Like, that's what this is. It's Well, it's arguably their way of trying out doing that all the time now. Yeah. This is their well, way. Well, they should. They should make use of that space they have. Make some money off See, it. See, so I was wondering, how do you feel about that? Because there's a weird divide in like Bonnaruvians that are like, no, it's a sacred ground and it should just be there for the farm because once it starts being used for other, um, you kind of lose the magic because they have to dumb it down. They have to generalize it. Like, uh, like they're- I don't plan on going to anything there except for Bonnaroo. So what they do in their off time is none of my damn business. It's your land. Use it for what you want. I don't care as long as Bonnaroo stays the same. Um, if you want to go headbang with all the hard electronic acts in Ohio and do it among dinosaurs- <gasps> is, is Lost um, Lands happening? I know. Lost Lost Lands. I want to go to Lost Lands. <laughs> AJ's it always looks so wanted ridiculous. to go. so ridiculous. I love it. If you guys don't know, AJ's a ridiculous uh, fan of uh, wacky bass music. And it works because she really doesn't have any rhythm when she dances. No. So it, it, it's, it's perfect. You can't really dance to wacky bass music. You just kind of bounce. And, and when you do dance, it can be weird. And that's okay. So that's where I fit in. Lost Lands is officially calling it for Friday, September 24th to Sunday, September 26th. Any, I mean, are, are they planning on going balls out, or is it? Are there restrictions? Well, it's excision. It's Ohio, so you know. <laughs> well, well, yeah, it's Ohio. I mean, I'm not worried about like the state. Who knows? They'll be like, "You're fine. The Lord is watching over you." 
Um, as far as the lineup, um, it's it's Excision. That's his festival, so yeah. you know he'll be there. See, and that's the thing with all these festivals is a lot of artists will not commit to these yet. And so see, a lot of why, these festivals don't have lineups yet. So who the hell's going to buy a ticket? That's that's the thing. Again, this is a, a all electronic show. That's a lot easier to have a you know two wall stages and just have guys plug in and plug well, out. And that's the thing, as like, opposed to Bonnaroo. Yeah, I don't care who's playing an EDM festival. I love all EDM. I love experience. New music. So yeah, yeah. if I don't need a list of DJs that are going to be you there to buy see a her ticket, w- you should see her when she hits the uh, drum and bass uh, tent. It, it, it's great, just old school. But oh, uh, that jungle. But and you know, yeah. like like country festivals that we used to work when we worked in radio. Like a lot of people to just buy tickets to those because they don't care. It's country. Yeah. Bonnaroo, on the other hand, is every single genre under the sun. So there have legit been years I've gone and there was nobody I cared to see. I was just there to be there. You're like I'll figure it out when I get there. But and I in. In a post-pandemic year, if the lineup shows up and I'm like, there's not one person I'm really dying to see on there, I say that, I'm sorry, uh, pun intended, um, <laughs> I, I wouldn't go this year. Not post-pandemic, maybe next year, not this year. My favorite was your cousin's now wife, then girlfriend, who was wearing dead mouse ears. No, they were married by then. That was the year after they got married. Because Dead Mouse was headlining at Bonnaroo that year, <laughs> and she was getting a beer, I believe, and the bartender said, "Big fan of Dead Mouse," <laughs> and she goes, "Who?" <laughs> like legit, no clue. AJ just put the ears on her because she's like, "We're gonna go see Dead Mouse." Come on, you gotta wear the ears. Wear the ears. So I don't know, man. I was just wondering how folks are feeling. Me, honestly, I mean, 2022, that's, that's, I, I don't know what's going to happen this year. And I don't know if Bonner is going to happen or Lost Lands or any of these. Well, we're also, and I've told him this, we're in kind of an interesting spot right now that not everybody's in because we're about to make a cross country move. So we have kind of a lot going on this year, pandemic or no pandemic. Yeah. So sure. I don't feel like I need anything to look forward to because I'm already shitting my pants about moving across well, the country. It's not even to look forward to, but I believe for maybe folks who don't have as much going on. Yeah, if you're not making a cross country move, <laughs> you, if everything's still may. exactly the same. But like for me, it's just signs of life. It's just signs. No, it's, it's very hopeful. I saw somebody say that today about getting the vaccine. They said it's a very hopeful feeling. And I totally admit that like i was outside at an event yesterday and there weren't a lot of people there it was a totally outdoor event um everybody wore masks so it was really good but i just i felt better i felt hopeful like you know i it was okay you know i felt comfortable ordering food at a, at a food truck i felt you know it's yeah yeah once everybody gets vaccinated i feel like everybody's gonna feel really hopeful the pat and aj podcast network is available on all your favorite audio platforms Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. PatandAJ.com. Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.